The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Uh, back from vacation music. How lovely. Uh, oh, hello from our nation's capital. It is Tuesday, July 10, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob. How you doing? What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you today, oh my God, Policy Genius. Now, if you're like me and you're getting up there in age, and I'm, I'm going to be 47 this week. Keep the faith, Bob. Oh my God. Time to buy some life insurance, and the best way I've found to purchase life insurance is to go to policygenius.com. You don't have to be a policy genius, but but take it from me. It's good to know a few geniuses. Buzz Burbank is a genius. I don't know if he realizes that, but I, I realize it. When it comes to life insurance, 71% of us say we need it, but only 59% of us actually have it. But policygenius.com comes to the rescue. If you're part of the 12% that needs life insurance, but just never got around to it, go to policygenius.com. Maybe you put it off because it can be confusing or because you just haven't had the time. Normally, delay is a bad thing, but it may be, not be in your case, thanks to policygenius.com. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare the policies that are right for you. It's so easy, you can do it while you're listening to my podcast right now. Get the most for your money quickly and easily with no boring presentations and get it for free. Over 4 million people have already shopped for insurance through PolicyGenius.com for life, health insurance, disability, and even renter's insurance and more. PolicyGenius.com and tell them I sent you by using my promo code BOBC. Now it's this easy to get the best value and there's no need to wait any longer. That's PolicyGenius.com. Dot com. Okay, coming up on today's show, oh, it's Brett Kavanaugh. We have a new Supreme Court nominee. And, uh, of course, a vote for Brett Kavanaugh is a vote to preemptively exonerate Trump from any and all criminal wrongdoing. Remember those words, because that is the mantra from now forward. And, plus, huge new announcement today for uh, a Wednesday show. We're rolling out a Wednesday show. Yes, that's uh, all kinds of exciting. I know. Thank you. Uh, very special. It's going to be called Interviews from Earth One. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a, in a few seconds. Plus, of course, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here. All that and more coming up. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Boy, these conservatives are really something, aren't they? They're all in favor of the unborn. They will do anything for the unborn. But once you're born, you're on your own. <laughs> Pro-life conservatives are obsessed with a fetus from conception to nine months. After that, they don't want to know about you. They don't want to hear from you. No nothing. No neonatal care, no daycare, no Head Start, no school lunch, no food stamps, no welfare, no nothing. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. <laughs> Conservatives don't give a shit about you until you reach military age. <laughs> then they think you are just fine, just what they've been looking for. Conservatives want live babies so they can raise them to be dead soldiers. <laughs> pro-life. Pro-life. These people aren't pro-life, they're killing doctors. What kind of pro-life is that? What, they'll do anything they can to save a fetus, but if it grows up to be a doctor, they just might have to kill it? <laughs> They're not pro-life. You know what they are? They're anti-woman. Simple as it gets. Anti-woman. They don't like them. They don't like women. 
Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Back from vacation. Uh, I could have used one more day. Just, just one more day. Oh, hey, look, right over there. It's TV's Buzz Burbank. How you doing, Buzz? Buzz, Buzz, what's happening? Hey, Bob. Hello, Bob. How Bob. Are it's you? good to be back. I almost didn't recognize you. It's, we've been apart so long. <laughs> you know, if, it was, if the break was rough, you could have spent some time at Donnie's summer camp. <laughs> Because all the kids are going there. Oh, man, there's yeah, so much excitement to talk about. I noticed you have new game show music at the top of the show. That's I like that a lot. Yes. And, uh, and George Carlin, uh, the thing I note about that, besides being brilliant and correct, is that was before he was bitter. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and you're going to talk about the Wednesday show today, which I'm eager to hear about, and and a lot of exciting things. Uh, A big, uh, wonderful surprise for our listeners today uh, is a stunt we decided on before vacation. We're staying on the air today. Uh, until Scott Pruitt resigns, so we're 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 locking the doors. We're staying right here. Yeah, I know. Oh, boy, man. oh boy. Yeah, we missed a few that over yeah. the last couple of weeks, haven't there? Yeah, too many things. More things. Lots of things. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I wanted to mention Buzz. I strongly, and as you can testify to, I strongly recommend taking some time away from Trump news. Uh, yeah, I mean, if as lo- you can, yeah, and as long as you re-engage at the end of it, that's fine. It's hard for us, especially, and yeah. and you know, even while I was uh, in Kansas uh, looking after my folks, my dad was at, at the age of ninety has decided to have knee surgery because <laughs> he's doing the marathon next year, and. Uh, <laughs> So we got that, and then and then I return, and it's the fourth, you know, which is a week that I was planning on taking off anyway, and I had some other responsibilities to tend to, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so. But throughout all of that, uh, I, I tried to keep track of the news and to post uh, bulletins and updates on social media uh, where I could, and yeah. this served the purpose of letting people know that I hadn't fallen off the face of the earth, but also <laughs> uh, keeping them informed and keeping me informed uh, because. Uh, you can't look away too long. Even when we're working uh, throughout the rest of the year, which we do throughout the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, even though we're, even when we're working, I try to take some time. And I think you do, too, when you have time to, to hop on your bike or work out. Uh, sometimes just walk away from it. Go outside. Look at the sky. I've said this. I may have said this in one of the first shows uh, in which I joined you. Uh, you know, it's it's important to take a little time every week away from that be with your friends eat good food uh enjoy life uh mm-hmm. and and wh- while you can uh because when you get back to it when you get back to paying attention when you and I and others who do what we do get back to paying attention uh there's there's much to to handle and in order to be able to handle that you got to have those breaks i should tell you before right I, uh-huh. maybe the days right those couple of days right before the break i was yeah. just feeling emotionally wrecked i mean i felt like yeah. i yeah. i had been through uh through a pressure cooker or run over by a steamroller mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and my head was ab- about to explode and now i don't feel that i don't feel that Good. sense of fear and terror like the whole world was collapsing around me and <laughs> and that is that i can't tell you how good it feels to no longer be 
And of course, this is only going to be temporary, but I feel temporarily <laughs> yeah. like the world is not going to end. Like, like at least well, I have a, I have a grasp on what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I went off on this rant uh, to Kimberly. We were always ranting to each other. And I said, <laughs> you know, I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of constantly saying, oh, God, we're screwed. Oh, we're, oh, look at that news. Yeah. Oh, we're screwed. My attempt is to no longer approach every single news story that breaks in the fire hose of news by that doom and gloom attitude like oh god we're, we're totally doomed by this thing i'm mm-hmm. just i can't do it anymore and, and everything so, yeah. even though it seems like it everything can't be the worst thing yeah you yeah know, there you the, go the, somehow it still prioritizes itself it's that, that thing alice cooper said uh, when everything screams nothing screams and <laughs> and and but if you look at it more carefully you can prioritize that stuff and decide what's worthy of of response and and what isn't yeah. uh, and that's and that's part of it too it's interesting that you underwent that change because i too underwent a change over this Break. Mm-hmm. And I feel compelled to inform people of this change. And that is, I've been Mr. Sunshine up to this point. <laughs> you and I, you and I are reversing roles. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe. I, no, I, I still have faith in our system and in our people. However, mm. um, uh, we, we are in some serious trouble here. Uh, yeah. Things are... In some ways, things are as bad as you were saying they were. In in some ways, this is a little like Germany, 1938. Oh, you know, Uh, I'm I'm not saying things aren't bad. I'm just saying I'm not ready to slit my wrists over them yet. Things (laughs) are worse yet, right? Things are worse than I realized and worse than I have acknowledged Mm -hmm. up to this point. And I think it sneaked up on a lot of us. And that is the correct word, by the way. Yeah. I, I think it sneaked up on a lot of us. Uh, we we were expecting Trump to be bad. That was a given before Election Day. Sure. And, and the surprise was he got elected. The greater surprise is it's, it's every bit as bad or worse than we imagined. I mean – when you look at the the concentration camps for kids, for crying out loud, yeah. I mean, uh, for, you know, I mean, uh, this is this is uh, this is really a crucial and frightening and dramatic and important moment, and we have messed up once we can't mess this up again i mean i think what i've done in particular is to remove the fatalism remove the oh mm-hmm. god we're all screwed attitude right. and i've replaced right. it with put them up put <laughs> i put them up put up those dudes put them put yeah. up yeah. You and got, got, yeah i put on, i've put on the boxing <laughs> gloves but they're not boxing they're not the big fat boxing gloves they're actually the mma gloves and i'm ready to pummel and that's, that's <laughs> yeah we am. have to that's where i am and that's that's yeah. how i came out of this that things are worse than i expected which means we have to fight harder than we expected because the stakes are higher than we expected. Yeah, Don Geronimo used to play a clip on his show on the on the old Don and Mike show. Uh-huh. He used to talk about which was also your show, of course. And well, not really. Say, no, it was. I was just on it, but it, yes. Well, it was a Letterman clip, and it was Letterman uh-huh. saying, "My whole body feels like iron right now," and <laughs> and that's that's where I am. But you know, it was it's it's interesting because too, in 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 the midst of this vacation buzz. Right. There was a red hat jihad against Kimberly Johnson in the I, during yeah, the break. I heard about this. I didn't you know, I try to spare myself the details. These are one yeah. this is an yeah. example. It's hard it's impossible to do when the attack is on you. Oh no. But this is an example for me of the kind of thing I can't 
let myself get too distracted on. Right. I, I, I showed up to give Kimberly support. I think it sucks what happens. I think it's just a reminder that the Trumpers are still out there and mm-hmm. they're not going to change. Well, we're going to talk about it at length on the after good. party on Friday. Good, and, good. and so, you know, I want to talk to uh, Kimberly specifically about everything that she's been through over the last uh, So uh, four you were or five able days. to get her on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, <laughs> able, I've been able to book Kimberly Johnson. It's a real get. I know. I know. I, I know it's, 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 yeah. She's so rarely ever on the show. Uh, but, I mean, this was a case where we were looking at the Red Hats up close, where we were looking. Uh-huh. I mean, Daily Stormer, for God's sake, was doxing right. her, the white supremacist website. So you know she's doing something right when the yeah, Daily absolutely. Stormer comes after her. Yeah, you so expect that. So we're going to get into that in more detail. But it was, again, it was like that moment that I keep I, I keep uh, creating this metaphor about the, the movie Poltergeist, where the mom mm-hmm. is walking down the hall, and there's the, the doorway to the bedroom that's haunted is closed, and she decides, maybe I'll just look in there for a second, and she pops the door open, and then, blah, everything in the world just, like screams out through the, the crack in the door, mm-hmm. and then she quickly shuts the door again. Right. That that was this household for about four or five days. <laughs> <laughs> we had that door cracked open, and we were looking into the abyss, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a pretty sight. So we'll talk no about that on the, Friday. No, no wonder the cats broke into the catnip. But. Yeah, but uh, meanwhile, we've got this new show, <laughs> Interviews from Earth One. It's part of the whole uh, Bob Seska show thing, and we're going to launch that on Wednesdays now, uh, beginning with uh, John Melendez is going to be on Wednesday to talk about his prank call to Trump on Air Force Unbelievable. One. Unbelievable. Which is just an amazing piece of tape, especially knowing that it was Jared Kushner who patched John Melendez through to Trump on Air Force One, for God's sake. The flying fortress and stuttering John was able to worm his way into into that fortress. And it's an amazing story. So we're going to talk to John on Wednesday. And then that'll be followed next Wednesday by Malcolm Nance. And I'm dying to talk to Malcolm not only about what's going on with Russia and Putin and the summit coming up. But also having to do with what happened, uh, what, uh, five years ago with Glenn Greenwald and the Snowden situation. And I know Malcolm's got a lot of insight on that one, too. And besides, Glenn Greenwald is back in the news now. uh, Yes. Shilling for Putin. What a shock. What a shock that Glenn Greenwald is shilling for Putin right now. And then the Wednesday after that, I just, it's a a new get. I I, I just landed, just booked this one. John yes. Fu- John Fugelsang is going to be on the following uh, Wednesday Excellent. after that. So it's going to be uh, John Melendez, Malcolm Nance, and John Fugelsang. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Excellent. So excited Excellent. for this. I mean, I, I should tell you, we're nowhere near reaching our Patreon goal. I wanted to mention that because I just decided in absence of looking at our Patreon numbers to go ahead uh-huh. and do this Wednesday show because I feel like maybe that will that will start to push the numbers up. Uh, alone maybe actually doing I, the show will bring the numbers I, up and that'll be a, a good thing yeah yeah i think that makes sense and yeah, you yeah. certainly uh found some names to to attract people and I, and that's excellent and i and i hope that people do listen and that new listeners discover those shows yeah. and you can refer them back to you know the ones that that kimberly and i do <laughs> right 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 well it's going to be exclusive to our patreon page it's going to be 100 free there's going to be no you don't have to sign up on patreon to uh to get the show you can just listen to it there so you might want to bookmark our patreon page it's not going to be on itunes it's not going to be i may put a promo for it on bobsuska.com but it's not going to be there either it's going to be exclusively on our patreon page so get ready bookmark that site and uh, you can get to it through the all caps patreon link at bobsuska.com okay now all of that happy crappy out of the way let's talk about supreme court let's talk about brett kavanaugh 
Uh-huh. And and <laughs> the fact that uh, Brett Kavanaugh is, as I said at the top of the show, absolutely, 100%, a vote for Brett Kavanaugh. A Senate vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh is a vote to preemptively exonerate Trump from any criminal wrongdoing and any investigations, any lawsuits that could end up before the Supreme Court. That is what we're talking about when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh. This guy uh, is there for a number of reasons. I think the the principal reason we're, we're discovering today is that Anthony Kennedy refused to retire, and this uh-huh. is the uh, the deal that NBC News is reporting on today, that uh, Anthony Kennedy refused to retire until the Trump team came to them and said, well, we have a person in mind. What do you think of this guy? Uh-huh. And then when he heard Brett Kavanaugh's name, <clears throat> he said, let's go with sure. that guy. And so uh, former now, clerk. Yeah, okay. yeah. Kavanaugh, yeah. former clerk for Kennedy. Uh, and it's interesting, the strategy the Trump administration used, uh, They in the months before uh, Kennedy retired, they uh, they got close to him. Uh, the members of the Trump family got close to uh, friends and family of uh, Justice Kennedy. And uh, Kennedy already had a Trump connection. Uh, Kennedy's son works at Deutsche Bank, yeah. where uh, where <laughs> Trump has all those convenient loans that right. no other bank would give him. Uh, so th- that's interesting. But uh, in the months before uh, the retirement, uh, the Trump family got closer to the Kennedy family. Uh, Trump praised uh Kennedy uh, publicly while he was slamming the other Supreme Court justices, including conservative Justice Roberts, uh, and and also got uh, some nice jobs for some of uh, Anthony Kennedy's friends and family. And then they went to Kennedy and said, you know what? It would be really good if you retired right now because yeah. the midterms are coming up and, and we'd like to get out in front of that and get another conservative or get a conservative on the Supreme Court. Uh, so yeah, there were a lot of, of arrangements going on. I'm now hearing from you that, uh, you know, Kennedy had his own demands in this uh, negotiation. Yeah. And you know what? This is not anything new. And I want to make sure I underscore this because there's a lot of, of awful things linked to this uh, Supreme Court nominee. But this I don't think this is one of them. This is something that we've seen in politics before, like retiring or outgoing Supreme Court justices going to the commander in chief and saying, hey, listen, uh, I want to go, but I want to make sure you don't pick a crackpot in my spot. I want to make sure you pick someone that's going to carry on my legacy. And that's what Kennedy and Trump said to each other, or Kennedy and whoever was speaking for Trump, because Trump can't deal with these things. I mean, the art of the deal guy can't do a deal. Right. Well, we yeah, that's been proven many times. Yeah. Uh, and and I agree with you, uh, at least as far as you and I are concerned, and many other people. Uh, the most important thing to know about Brett Kavanaugh is that he doesn't believe that uh, a president should be investigated for a crime. He doesn't believe right. that they should be interviewed. He doesn't believe they should face civil lawsuits. He doesn't believe they should be indicted. Uh, he believes, you know, and it's hard to argue with this uh, to a certain extent, he believes that it is constitutionally the job of Congress to impeach a president if they mm-hmm. believe, if it's decided that that he's broken the law or is up to no good. Uh, it, uh, unfortunately, right now, we have a Congress that isn't willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that is, I think, the most frightening thing about Judge Kavanaugh. Never mind. But that may not be uh, the most important thing to everyone else. He's voted against net neutrality. Yeah. He's voted uh, against a ban on semi-automatic rifles. He's voted on the court uh, against abortion. Uh, You know, there there are a lot of social issues uh, that 
are more meaningful to a lot of individual Americans than uh, protecting Trump is uh, to you and I. So if we have to remind people of these other things about Kavanaugh uh, to make sure that everybody who could be motivated to oppose him is motivated to oppose him, then uh, I think we're going to have a bigger army of opposition. Yeah, and I think where this is really going to happen is at the committee level. I think at the committee hearings, this is going to be a grilling unlike anything we've seen since Clarence Clarence Thomas, at least, because... This is a guy who requires it, I think, given his position on whether or not presidents can be held accountable for crimes they commit. And knowing what this president has been up to as far as crimes and malfeasance and all sorts of awfulness. And so he has to be relentlessly questioned at the committee level. And he, and we have to get answers uh, from him about things like Roe and, and decisions like Griswold and to find out how he feels about privacy rights in the Constitution. But I mean, then we go back to and we have to make sure that we're focused on the main thing, that the priorities are there and the main thing obviously is his his position on Trump and, and, and holding uh, presidents accountable. And here's what he wrote in the Minnesota Law Review. He said, uh, I believe that the president should be excused from some of the burdens of ordinary citizenship while serving in office. This is not something I necessarily thought in the 1980s or 1990s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like many Americans at that time, I believe that the president should be required to shoulder the same obligations that we all carry. But in retrospect, that seems a mistake. <laughs> Which is interesting. Just, so insane. Yeah. So he's saying it was it was okay to go after Clinton. It's not okay to go after Trump. That's what he's saying. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely. And I because so, he he helped write the Ken Starr uh, report on on Clinton. Yeah. And that's the key here. That's the key because what we're doing here is we're we're seeing an ascendant Supreme Court justice who does not think and will vote along these lines. That uh, that Donald Trump shouldn't be held accountable, that he shouldn't even be the subject of an investigation. It's right, not even about right. whether or not he should be indicted. This is about whether or not he should even be investigated or sued. I mean, if this is a situation that comes before the Supreme Court, and it clearly is, I mean, we've been talking about this for months, if not more than that that eventually the Mueller situation is going to land in the laps of the Supreme Court, whether it's getting Trump to uh, uh, turn up for uh, uh, testimony before the grand jury or before Mueller. It's going to come up in terms of uh, uh, maybe turning over certain documents that they find out. I mean, we obviously remember back to the Watergate hearings and what happened with the the, uh, White House tapes and how the Supreme Court became involved with that, too. And so these are all things that could absolutely happen. I mean, the Supreme Court is going to be the key to whether or not Donald Trump is held accountable. And now he's put this guy right. in this post for obvious reasons. He, it, What a convenient name to turn up on that Federalist uh, list. Oh, yeah, out of a list of 20. And Kavanaugh's name wasn't added until to that list until late last year. Yeah. Uh, why? Why did it turn up? Could it be because of uh, the opinions he has written uh, about uh, whether or not a president could be investigated or, or prosecuted? Uh, but, but again... And and I will. I want to circle back to this, but very quickly again. We 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 had abortion, the, the guns, the 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 net neutrality. He's yeah. voted against the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that because if you're listening to Bob and I discuss these things, not Bob and me discuss these things, uh, that you know you you may be a little. 
it may not be your top priority. It should be because whether or not Trump remains president affects all of these things on which Kavanaugh has ruled. So uh, if you care about any one of these things that Kavanaugh has ruled against, be most concerned about his potential for protecting this president. That's right. Uh, your, your second concern can then be uh, what Kavanaugh has done about the environment. Or uh, as a matter of fact, this is interesting. I just came across this as well. Immigration. Uh, as it stands now, uh, immigrants, uh, since like 1886, immigrants have been considered to have the same constitutional rights as American citizens. Mm -hmm. Anyone, any person on U.S. soil was protected by the Constitution's rights since cowboy days. It, that can change. That All it takes is a, a vote, uh, you know, to by Congress to uh, to change that or a ruling by the Supreme Court and Trump has now uh, changed the face of the Supreme Court mm -hmm. to make such a ruling possible. The constitutional rights could be taken away from migrants. So add that to the list of things Kavanaugh has done and believes in and could support uh, in addition to protecting this president who goes after all of these issues. Now we're hearing uh, naturalized citizens being deported and and, and Trump targeting those people as well and of course this is a constitutional issue from top to bottom. If you're, if you're you're born inside the uh, boundaries of the United States, then you are a U.S. citizen with all the rights that go along with that. If you're smart, you won't get a tan this summer. <laughs> right, because right. you could be next. Y yeah, I mean, you know, for, for God's sake, my dad is a naturalized citizen. I mean, my dad is a son of immigrants. Yeah. You know? Sorry, and Bob, he's got to go. <laughs> unbelievable. We're looking at an entire array of reasons why this guy shouldn't be confirmed, or at the right. very least, his confirmation should be delayed for as long as possible, and it probably mm -hmm. will be, from what I'm seeing from uh, people like Cory Booker <laughs> and Elizabeth Warren, who are yeah. uh, vowing to stand up to this guy. Uh, and citizens in the streets, Bob, yeah. too. I mean, this and this is just getting started. This is, you know, the confirmation is expected sometime this fall. The question is, which side of the midterm election will it be on? Uh, if it's afterward, then... And tr Trump believes he has nothing to worry about because he says there's going to be a red wave. Uh, this, he's he's the yeah. he's the only one, but mm -hmm. he believes that there's going to be. Man, he's delusional. Yeah, uh, he believes there's going to be a red wave or or hopes uh, out loud, uh, but it isn't going to happen. And so, yeah, if we could just push this past the midterms, you know, uh, I we shouldn't be having a Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearing uh, this close to an election, in my opinion. <laughs> That's right. By the way, he thinks that red wave is happening uh -huh, uh -huh. because he was watching the primary returns come in i right, look at all, look look at all those Repu i can't even do my trump impression i've been away for so long i can't even do trump's <laughs> voice anymore oh, just but he's like, yeah, i know that's fine i should stop doing it anyway <laughs> but uh he was like watching all the returns come in look at all those republicans winning these elections obviously it's going to be a red wave well you what what he's seeing yeah and he's feeling good about himself <laughs> because the republicans who are winning yeah. uh their primaries are trump republicans yeah. and uh, so this huh, this race is is shaping up uh, this fall for November uh, we're seeing and we're seeing victories by uh, Democratic Socialists for example on the Democratic side we're seeing the more progressive side of the Democratic uh, Party winning uh, many of those contests moderates are winning some but progressives have made uh, the, the the farther left of the Democratic Party uh, making some real inroads in in some of the elections and so what you have are you have uh, you have two parties where uh, the more extreme outlying areas of those parties, 
Not that there's anything wrong with that in our case, because I think I think we, the country has moved so far right that center looks left from here. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I think I think a dramatic move to the left would be in order, and I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing shape up a fight between the Trump Republicans, not the moderates, but the Trump Republicans and the most progressive of the Democrats, and so the two sides of the two parties that are farthest apart are the ones uh, who will be facing off this fall. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if if Republicans come back towards center or if the Democratic Party in fact moves farther left. Yeah, yeah. And again, the thing that we have to emphasize too with regard to Brett Kavanaugh and the midterms is that after the midterms, after the results of the midterms, which I, you know, fingers crossed, they got to be great. They have to be I mean, it has to be the house. And I'm not even saying whether or not it's going to be that way. I'm saying it has to be that way. The the Democrats have to win back the house. But after that date, if the Democrats do take back the House, I think it's going to be, well, even if they don't, I mean, I think after the midterms, when you're in that lame duck session of Congress, it's much easier to pick off Republican votes. I mean, I know uh, Susan Collins looked like she's going to vote for this guy. It looks like uh, uh, Jeff Flake's going to vote for this guy. But regardless, things change in a lame duck session of Congress. And that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen between mm-hmm. uh, November and yeah. the beginning of January. And so there is, there is some hope that if this can be delayed that long, that, that, that this guy could actually n- end up not getting confirmed. Or at the very least, there can be a pledge by this guy and we've seen binding pledges occur before especially mm-hmm. in the uh, in the case of uh, Watergate in fact um, there were pledges made before Congress um, that you know certain uh, who was it uh, the, the Attorney General who was uh, up for uh, confirmation said oh yeah you know what I pledge to Congress that I'm not going to remove the special prosecutor uh, investigating Watergate and of course he didn't he went, once he was confirmed he refused to do it and ended up resigning instead of removing the uh, removing Archibald Cox so there have been pledges that have been made in confirmation hearings that people have actually stood up well, to and i know we're in a new era now and uh and there's another little bit of an extenuating circumstance with regard to kavanaugh that caught my ear and i think it caught yeah. a, the ear of a lot of other people and i want to get to that in a few seconds but the fact of the matter is is that if we can delay this far there's a greater chance after the midterms and, and i tell you what on top I, of that if I hear any bitching from Red Hats because I'm supporting the obstruction of the confirmation process for uh-huh. Kavanaugh, uh-huh. they can feel free to drink a big cup of shut the fuck up from, <laughs> right, from, a, yeah, from a giant mug with Merrick Garland's picture on it. I <laughs> that's mean, I think right, that's a, yeah. Because that's, I mean, to me, there's a moral victory in in slow, at least slowing down the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh, and not if not entirely stopping it, and that all has to there do is. with well, it's more than a moral victory. Garland. It's it's it, it would be a victory that would yeah. uh, protect the, the next few generations uh, oh. for the next thirty or forty years. So it would be more than just a, a momentary victory. Oh, sure. And, and as it turns out, I still maybe have just a pinch more optimism than you. I am convinced we're going to win back the House. I'm not being cocky or overconfident here. I'm looking at the sheer numbers of people turning out in the streets, turning out to help the immigrants, turning out. I mean, it's just astounding, the stories uh, that I'm just working on compiling some of these now, some of the stories we've heard over the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. about the compassion of the American people and their their fervor and their anger about including uh, the demonstrations outside the Supreme Court last night over Kavanaugh's nomination and and those uh, 
demonstrations continue today. There is such a momentum, such an undeniable momentum out there that uh, I, the House is, to me, pretty much a given if we all turn out, and it appears we will. I mean, look, at if we're turning out for protests, we're surely going to turn out to vote. And, uh, and, and what you're seeing at protests is only a fraction of those who will vote. There are a lot of people who are sympathetic with the protesters who don't have the time or the energy or the ability or the courage or whatever it takes to get out there and actually, and actually participate in some of those things. But this momentum I'm seeing has me convinced we've got the House, Bob. What I think... We're looking at now, especially when it comes to Supreme Court nominations, is getting the Senate, and yeah. we're just two votes away. Yeah, two votes just away. That's all it takes. Away. And it looks like that guy, uh, Beto O'Rourke, is is uh-huh. actually yep. about two yep. points behind Ted Cruz right now in that particular race. I did see something that mentioned today uh, with regard to a forecast, and we're still months out, so take this with a grain of salt, but that the mm-hmm. Democrats will lose two seats on the Senate side, and but gain two seats by Republicans losing. So it could balance out in some way like that. I mean, it's not going to be straight up and down. It's not just going to be the Democrats holding on to all of their seats and gaining the if, one that they need, or right. it, it's going to be a little bit more. Amb- they, we're going to lose a couple, but if we gain a few, then it, the net result is going to be positive. And I I'll, hope that happens because the I'll Senate is so important. Yeah, I see how it can tip either way, and that's all the more reason for more people to vote. Yeah. And and maybe we should sell it this way, that you need to get out this fall uh, not way I mean we want to get everybody to vote and especially for congressmen which is mostly what we're voting on here, but in those districts where senate seats are up for grabs, we need to get, be getting people out to vote for the senate candidates. Yeah. I think in those districts in we need to focus on the senate candidates because if we get the senate back by if we if we you know and I I saw the how that can teeter a couple of votes in either direction. If we get uh, a, a two-seat advantage in the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, then the House is definitely a lock because they will have already been in the booth to vote Democratic. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, the advantage is to the Republicans going in. I mean, the map is giving the Republicans an advantage without even a single vote being cast and that's what that that's what needs to be overcome by Democrats. that's why overwhelming that's, force needs to occur right. here uh, overwhelming force yeah. overcompensate this is yeah. one occasion upon which overcompensation is a good thing right and it's not just overcoming the voter suppression it's not just overcoming right. the russians it's about right. overcoming just the map itself because we've got 25 democrats up for re-election on the senate side and we've only got what is it eight republicans up for re-election on the uh, on the senate side so, so therefore, there are more Democrats at risk of being unseated right. than right. there are Republicans at risk of being unseated. I hope that but makes you'd sense. have to look. Yeah, it does. But you'd have to look at the individual races right, to see right. what those individual candidates' <clears throat> chances were. But when I saw well, over my break, I saw that uh, hundreds of people had shut down Chicago's Dan Ryan Expressway. Yeah. Uh, to protest, and this was a shocker because the big story at the time was, uh, you know, uh, was immigration and the, the separating of children from their families. All of a sudden, out of the blue, here's this gigantic protest uh, for uh, common sense gun laws across the country. And they shut down. If uh, Listen, if those people are going to go to that much trouble, they're going to vote, okay? You know, I mean, I, 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 this gives me, oh, it does my heart so much good. It gives me uh, confidence. 
like I said at the beginning, in the people and between mm-hmm. the people and the foundations of this government, I think we can pull this off. But as I also said, over the vacation, I discovered things are a lot scarier and a lot worse than we realized or expected. Yeah. And if, and if you're like me, you're looking at Twitter 24-7. You've got your face pressed against your computer screen. Nobody is like you, Bob. <laughs> You're, and you're seeing social media up close all the time. You're missing. You're missing what's happening on the ground because yes, Twitter yes, and and yes. Facebook are not reflecting the activism that's happening on the ground. And God bless Rachel Maddow for for continuing to feature these protests and letting us know right. that this is the kind of thing that's happening and that we can participate in this and that all hope is not lost. I mean, I and think social media also does not reflect a softening of Trump support. There are a lot of middle-of-the-road Americans out there who didn't like Hillary Clinton, nope. so they voted for Trump, and now they just regret the hell out of it. So those people are lost uh, as far as, as Trump is concerned at this point. They're not speaking up. They're not They're not doing anything, but they're not going to vote, or they're going to, you know, or they're going to switch, one of the two. Well, here's what happened over my vacation, Buzz. I had extra yes. time, lots of free time to, to get a couple of mirrors and stare at my emerging bald spot. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, not an exciting portion of my vacation. As I, you know, idle hands is the, the devil's work, right? Mm-hmm. And so idle hands is like obsessing about your bald spot. And that's what I was doing. It's not... I don't, I, I'm not missing hair. It's just much less hair than I used to have right there on the <laughs> top of my head. This is how it starts. It always yeah. starts that way. And it's it's getting started with me. And oh boy, am I excited. <laughs> I'm excited. You know what? I, I sincerely am because now there is forhims.com. Did you know that uh, two thirds buzz, two thirds of all men lose their hair by the time they're 35 uh, the hairline recedes, a bald spot appears, just like mine, and and what will that look like? A I year didn't from know now? it was that early, and what's it like to be 35, anyway? <laughs> I know. 47? 30 goddamn 7. Uh, maybe you like to, to keep the hair you have as long as possible, but here's, here's your pro tip. Don't buy the stuff at convenience stores and gas stations. Buy the stuff from medicine and science, actual science. Thanks to science. Baldness can be optional, not inevitable. 4hims.com connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to help keep the hair that you have and with money saving generic prescriptions. 4hims.com is a guy's one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness. There's no waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, and it's all much faster. Just answer a few quick questions. The doctor reviews your answers, then writes a prescription that comes straight to your door. The website, take it from me, the website is amazing. Right now, my listeners get a one trial month of HIMS. that's H-I-M-S, for just five bucks and save hundreds of dollars on doctor and pharmacy visits. Just see their website for details. This is a very limited offer, so hit pause right now on the podcast and go to 4 slash B-O-B-C. Yeah, I'll spell it for you. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash B O B C for dot com slash B O B C. Go do it now. I know I am. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. You see uh, Trump's Elton John rant. Yes. Yeah. Funny. He did a rally uh, last week, and uh, here's what he said. 
I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ and lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much more room for basketball, for hockey, and all of the sports. They need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space. So we break all these records. We do it without, like, the musical instruments. This is the only musical, The Mouth. And hopefully the brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain, more important than the mouth, is the brain. The brain is much more important. That is your president, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Wapner 03, <laughs> definitely Wapner 03. Okay, so uh, I-, I wanted to add this. We're going to get back into to Brett Kavanaugh here. Uh, something interesting that I don't think everyone on the Red Hat side realizes yet about Brett Kavanaugh and how he feels about uh, holding presidents accountable for their... Uh, Wait, there are, there are people on the red, red Hat side that are uninformed? <laughs> yeah, shocker. If you want to see great examples, look at my mentions on Twitter right now. Uh, right, so what they don't realize is that any precedent Brett Kavanaugh helps to establish inside the Supreme Court regarding disconnecting the president from criminal accountability disconnecting the president from investigations into any potential wrongdoing, disconnecting the president from lawsuits, civil suits, etc. Any decision along those lines. Now, think about this red hat trolls listening to the show right now. Eventually, there is going to be a Democratic president. And eventually, you're going to want to investigate that Democratic president, if for no other reason but for payback because of Trump being investigated. That's how you guys think. So will Brett Kavanaugh vote to allow or to to somehow allow you to investigate that Democratic president? I don't think so. You know why? Because the Supreme Court be acts on precedent. If there is a president established during the Trump administration, that's pretty much etched in stone unless there's right. a uh, unless there's a constitutional amendment along those lines. What's going to happen is is that precedent, thanks to Brett Kavanaugh, is going to exonerate a future Democratic President X. Now, I'll add one more layer to the equation. Mm-hmm. What if Hillary Clinton decides to run again? And what if Hillary Clinton, through some fluke, some thing like, oh, I don't know, three million more votes than Donald Trump in the previous election. What if that ends up landing her in the White House again? You will not be able to investigate her. You will not be able to lock her up, as you guys like to say. You guys are pretty much screwed if you uh confirm brett kavanaugh i'm just thinking i'm just saying i know it's all just, about the eternal now for the red hats looking, but looking ahead you know down the road <laughs> right yeah i mean think things through think biff think that's you're asking a lot i know i know but that i mean that's the thing that they don't consider they don't consider what's going to happen next they don't consider that the actions they take now uh, establish precedents, establish traditions, establish. No, they have this. They have this boy crush on Donald Trump, and uh, nothing will break that hypnosis. Yeah, and so here's the other layer I wanted to mention to all of this. There are so many different layers to the Brett Kavanaugh onion, and uh, and we got to peel through all these layers. And the other layer is, 
if you're thinking, well, maybe he, because I know Lawrence O'Donnell was pretty cavalier last night on his show. Oh, no, Brett Kavanaugh agrees that presidents can be indicted. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But I mean, right. what he's written, what we know of him, is that he's there's a lot of wiggle room in his opinion on that thing. That and, that quote you read earlier, yeah. I thought was very telling, and it really did essentially say, "I w- thought it was okay when Clinton was president. Now that Trump's president, I don't think so." That's or, exactly you know, right. Yeah, and that's what that's what you have to draw from that. Yeah. So his opinion is a little bit fluid. Obviously, we know he leans in that direction. Nevertheless. This is what happened last night. Uh-huh. Brett Kavanaugh, I think, and I, again, I don't have full confirmation on this, but knowing Trump the way I do, and knowing, I think we all understand this about Donald Trump, and we have witnessed this on countless occasions, where Donald Trump takes people who have something to gain from him and coerces them or nudges them to include language in their public remarks that he Uh himself has crafted. Right. We saw this with his doctors, with with the crazy Dr. Bornstein up in New York. We saw this a little bit with uh, the Candyman uh, a a couple of months ago, where Donald Trump is using these these guys as marionettes. He's puppeteering them. And And you can tell. You can tell from their statements and how they deliver them. Oh, well, Trump made himself say that now listen to this quote this is audio from brett kavanaugh's uh, remarks last night at the white okay. house listen to this and imagine trump dictating these words to brett kavanaugh this is something i, I i'm not even going to put any sort of uh, wiggle room here this is absolutely 100 something that trump told him to say throughout this process i've witnessed firsthand your appreciation for the vital role of the American judiciary. <laughs> no president has ever consulted more widely uh-huh. or talked with uh-huh. more people uh-huh. from more backgrounds uh-huh. to seek sentence. input uh-huh. about a Supreme Court nomination. <laughs> Mr. President, no. I'm grateful to you, and I'm humbled by your confidence in me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the the middle sentence that began with no president and ended with nomination. Yeah, uh, that's the one Trump wrote. That's oh, exactly yeah. what he would say. Exactly yeah. what he would say. So this guy has very easily formed at least some sort of bond with Donald Trump, established some kind of understanding with the president, in which this guy is prepared to kiss the president's ass. So bear oh. that in mind when uh, when Trump. Trump says, yeah, you know what? I know I've been subpoenaed by Robert Mueller. I'm not going to turn up. Well, Robert Mueller goes to the Supreme Court and says, yeah, we got to make him turn up. What do you think? And then Brett Kavanaugh, five to four decision because of Brett Kavanaugh saying, no, on, you know what? He doesn't have to turn up. On the on the other hand, I guess Kavanaugh could pick up the phone to his banker's son at Deutsche Bank and say, <laughs> uh, boy, I'm not happy with uh, this Trump character. Uh, <laughs> what's the status of his loans right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's another thing. So I think yeah, co-opted again. Right. One of the, the phrases that we're going to be hearing a lot of in the coming months is, is he going to recuse himself from any uh, decisions involving Donald Trump? And I think he has to, if we're going to have to swallow this bitter, awful orange mm-hmm. pill, then he at least has to recuse himself preemptively in a hearing in public on camera from anything involving Donald Trump and criminal investigations because we know that he is not only 
becoming a, a justice because Donald Trump and and Anthony Kennedy have come up with some bargain, but mm-hmm. also that Donald Trump and Anthony Kennedy had some sort of agreement through their children and Deut- and all the links between Deutsche Bank, but mm-hmm. but also because we know that Brett Kavanaugh has already aped and mimed Donald Trump's own words, saying no president has ever done diligence like he's done with this pre- this president has looked into every detail of jurisprudence and is so fantastic he's so good when it comes it's to the tight, supreme court it's a tight web isn't it I yeah, mean, this, yeah. Re- this relationship this multi-layered where he has a deal with you know the old justice has a deal with the president who has a deal with the new justice yeah. uh and uh, the new justice's son has a deal with trump uh you know, this is a tight web and uh, that makes it to me all the more suspicious but wouldn't it be funny and fun and ironic if if uh he did have to recuse himself from the very reason that trump chose him for the supreme court yeah. uh, to protect the president and suddenly he wouldn't be able to protect the president necessarily Necessarily, there might there would likely be other votes on the court uh, who would. Oh yeah, uh, that would. But uh, you know that would be kind of funny and wonderfully ironic <laughs> if know, if I the know. very reason he was there was neutralized. Mm. Uh, and and in so doing, in so neutralizing that particular judge uh, Kavanaugh, uh, Trump then becomes more vulnerable to removal. <laughs> so, and and yeah, so that I mean, it, it, that the whole purpose is defeated at that point. So uh, this is a really exciting prospect for a number of reasons, and one of the reasons is let's let's project in the future. Let's game this out a little bit. Okay, so Brett Kavanaugh is in uh, let's say day three of his hearings before the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, uh-huh. and so the question comes up again: Will you recuse yourself, sir? Will you recuse yourself, Judge Kavanaugh, from right. any decisions involving Trump and criminal wrongdoing or anything anything just in general involving Donald Trump because of your relationship with Donald Trump? And w- what if Kavanaugh says? Yes, I will recuse myself. What has happened in Donald Trump's <laughs> addled, worm-ridden brain every time someone close to him who's meant to defend him has recused himself? See also Jeff Sessions. Right. He does not like this shit. So Donald Trump is going to go absolutely apeshit all over Twitter, screaming about how, oh, if Brett Kavanaugh had said he was going to recuse himself, I would have nominated. I wouldn't have nominated him in the first place. Blah 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 blah. Screechy, At which screechy. point? At which point the justice picks up the phone, calls his son, and yeah. says, boy, what's the status of Trump's loans at Deutsche Bank? Yeah, yeah. And so it's these eventualities that are going to make this whole confirmation process really, really interesting. And I know the outcome of it, if he ends up getting confirmed and he ends up deciding along these lines when it comes to privacy rights, when it comes to Griswold, when it comes to birth control, abortion, these are all going to be harrowing, awful things. But in the meantime, there are many opportunities, many areas in which this thing can go horribly awry. What if Donald Trump doesn't like that Brett Kavanaugh has said he's going to recuse himself if he in, if he in fact does that? Uh-huh. What if Donald Trump says, hey, you know what, uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, come up to the White House. We're going to have a talk about this. And if you don't agree to uh, reverse your rec- recusal announcement, we're going to withdraw your nomination and pick someone else. Uh, I think that's a possibility. I mean, sure I, maybe sure these are is. all slim, teeny tiny possibilities, well, but they're I don't all. No, that seems plausible to me. Yeah. I mean, we have to put ourselves in the mindset of Democratic leadership right now, certainly Judiciary Committee leadership uh, on the Democratic side Here, in terms yeah, of how they're strategizing about how to, uh, how to proceed from now. 
And maybe I'm getting ahead of things, but here's another way a Democratic Congress can help. I did not know this until yesterday, you know, continuing the research. Did you know that Congress can at any time change the number of justices on the United States Supreme Court? I Yes, I heard that. I, yeah, there have been, I think, as many as 10. Uh, there was a president who, who tried to push to get it to 15 at one point. Uh, and I think it's been as few as Five at one point, so it's been it's been quite a, a range. Yeah. Uh, a Democratic Congress could increase the number of justices, add more uh, progressives, yeah. and balance out the court. Uh, so uh, we may not be screwed for forty years. Yeah, if we get off our asses and vote this time. And, and, you know, it, it doesn't even really have to come down to that because there are a lot of permutations in terms of how the Supreme Court right. can end up shaking right. out in the, in the next, over the next, let's say the next 10 years. Right. Uh, because we have, you know, eventually we're going to start talking about Souter is getting up there. And we're, we're going to yeah. yeah, we're going to start talking, or Ginsburg. We're going to start talking about uh, other replacements. Ruth, yeah, Ruth Bader mm -hmm. Ginsburg, as you said. Well, talking we, about we how. Need her, we need her to hang on now until yeah. at least after the midterms uh, and, and preferably till the next presidential election. Well, which right. I believe may be asking a lot. Make sure if you're on Ginsburg's staff, make sure that you have a defibrillator nearby, lots of oh. antibiotics. She is <laughs> bubble she wrap. Is, she is, is is as fit as an old fiddle. She yeah. runs. Did you know she runs? Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't. I was shocked when I heard that, and then I pictured her running in the robe, and it just didn't work for me. And, and both you and I combined, Buzz, would not <laughs> defeat her in a plank contest. No, no one. She's got. She's got an iron core, Ruth Bader. Ginsburg yeah. because she does all those planks uh, so th th there's where we are with the Supreme Court I don't think there's any need right now to uh, be upset no crying in baseball for now right. I think we right. need to have a, uh, a, a gloves off let's fight this one out lots mm -hmm. of possibilities remain hopeful Plan you know expect the worst and hope for the best I think that's exactly the, uh, the, my the, philosophy for life and and over the go. break also I did uh, gently scold some of my people on social media. I love my people on social media. They're wonderful. Yeah. They have stood up for me and with me through thick and thin, and I'm so grateful for that. And they ask good questions, and they propose good ideas, and they say funny things, and I enjoy them immensely. But but there was a little whining over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, Un Understandably so. That first week that, that I was not here, you were still doing your show, but I had taken off to go to Kansas to help my dad. Uh that's oh, that was a bad week for progressives. Uh, so many bad things happened, yeah. and uh, the people were feeling butthurt, I believe is the expression. Oh yeah, and uh, understandably so, justifiably so. But my advice to them was stop whining. Stop, I mean, stop my, whining. Yeah, my, my stop advice whining. was fight and vote. That's, right. That's the whole thing. And oh, yeah. harder than ever now, uh, let's shoot higher than just winning back the House. Let's win the freaking Senate so we control nominations. Yep. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Uh, before the break, in fact, I don't think I started playing this uh, until the until Thursday before the break, Buzz. So I don't think you heard this, but I was really leaning on the Deval Patrick switch here. This is Deval Patrick from the, uh, I believe this is the 2008 Democratic National Convention. And if we want to win elections in November and keep our country moving forward, if we want to earn the privilege to lead, my message is this. It's time for Democrats to grow a backbone and stand up for what we believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There, there's your mantra right there. Deval yeah, Patrick. Stop. 
stop pussyfooting around, and we don't have to get into it now, but this whole Maxine Waters thing is a typical division of the Democratic Party. Yeah. We see this kind of thing all the time. It's stupid. You'd never see the Republicans doing this, but you have those who are with Maxine Waters who've decided, yes, yeah, civility is fine in its place, but there comes a point when you're fighting for your freaking country that it requires you to do whatever's necessary to defend it. And then you have the other side of the Democrats going, well, it isn't really a very nice thing to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 maybe, and it is, of course it isn't. But we didn't start it, and no. uh, not by not engaging, uh, not engaging has not made the opposition stop its taunting. That's right. So maybe it is time we grew a backbone and went on the uh, a more solid defense, if not an offense. Uh, end of end of sermon. Well, we're going to take uh, one last break, Buzz, and when we come back, we're going to talk about this walk away movement, which is intended right. to throw a wedge into the uh, Democratic coalition right now, mm. and it's uh, it's not as in as viral as they like to think it is, but it could be a little bit of a danger. We'll get get into that a lot more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. We're back from the break. Doing all right. And uh, talking about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. You know what? I want to get into uh, this walk-away movement. But before we do, just a quick reminder. Go go shopping right now. Stop what you're doing. Go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. Click that link. It'll take you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal. But if you click our link and you get there through our link, that means we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. Thank you so much for shopping through our Amazon link. All right, Buzz, have you heard about walk away this hashtag? This I have I have not. So it must be less viral than they think it is. Yeah, it's just starting up. And part of the peril that Kimberly Johnson got into last week had a little bit to do like one foot in the uh, in the walk away thing. She got caught up into that propeller. But mm-hmm. I ended up getting uh, caught up in it even more uh, yesterday because I wrote about it for Salon in my Monday article and uh, talked about how this walk away thing started and how it's it may i mean i'm not entirely positive about this but 
started with a, a useful idiot who decided he didn't want to vote for the Democrats anymore. If he was ever voting for the Democrats, I don't even know. Right. But this guy from New York, a guy named Brandon Straka, started this uh, this whole hashtag where he's trying to convince Democrats to leave the party because of the lack of civility and to, to therefore then oh, embrace the Trump red hat movement and all that crap as if there was any as if the the, the grass is greener on the Trump side when it comes to <laughs> civility right yeah and so uh, th- th- this is stupid on every level I can think of yeah 100% stupid and what we also know is that whether or not I mean obviously there are some theories flying around that this guy Straka might be linked to Russia or might be some sort of Russian stooge or a useful idiot along those lines. Right. Obviously, this is a, a campaign, the hashtag walk away campaign that has been picked up by Russian trolls and be, is being uh, actively injected into the bloodstream of the political discourse, especially on the left. Okay. By, now I'm Rus- now by I'm Russian trolls. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Because uh, for, you know, there's so many reasons, like you said, most Democrats are going to look at that and go, eh, you know, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a success recruiting tool yeah uh especially in light of the hypocrisy of the republicans who uh, wore shirts with uh, four-letter words on them about hillary clinton and right. uh, talked about i mean the the opposition could not have been more vile yeah. from republicans and trump supporters uh so excuse you know pardon our uncivility uh but like you said fuck you fuck you <laughs> exactly well you know i wrote this piece for salon yesterday and then i got attacked by not only brent brennan straka came after me yesterday and uh, you know the all the usual things i'm a, a triggered snowflake etc etc mm-hmm. one uh, one troll referred to me as a, a, a soy boy munchkin that was the <laughs> that was the words used to describe me as oh they soy haven't mi- see they know nothing about you you're anything but a munchkin soy boy i'll go along with but munchkin i'm not gonna buy oh i just i don't you know what i don't even eat soy i mean that's Good, how really off should. they are yeah. i know i know yeah. and so uh, women should right but, but i mean what this illustrated to me this whole attack that i was under uh, yesterday uh-huh. in my mentions on twitter and also on the uh, in the comment area on salon is uh is that there aren't any democrats who are perpetuating this walk away campaign these are all if you look yeah. at their profiles on twitter they're all trump voting conservatives uh and and most of them have handles like gqx 1489742 and obvious trolls uh, with uh-huh. the handle being evident of that and right. so what we're seeing here is a is a campaign that's entirely uh, driven by Trump supporters and by Russians, Russian bots, right. Russian trolls. And we can only hope that they're pissing into the wind here because yeah. uh, I think, I hope that many of us are a little more savvy now about uh-huh. what we see on social media. And uh, we've certainly been around the block, as it were, uh, in this first year and a half or so of the Trump administration. Uh, so, you know, we've seen, we've been exposed to a lot of things that have made us, I believe, less naive than we were in, say, July of 2016. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think we're a little, at least temporarily, a little smarter now uh, and, and less moved by that sort of thing. I yep. mean, what moves us are seeing children crying as they're pulled from their parents or mm-hmm. held in cages. That's that's what moves us. Yeah. Uh, this other stuff is just noise. And uh, if it keeps the Republicans busy, 
uh, and and doesn't do any harm, then I say let them do it. Right. Well, the, I mean, the goal here, according to uh, Arc Digital, they're one of the uh, mm-hmm. outfits that are tracking the Russian trolls. Right. They wrote here in an analysis of the walk away hashtag. They mm-hmm. said here, the primary functional goal of an astroturfed campaign like this one uh-huh. is to manipulate public opinion by gaming online algorithms to amplify certain content to push it onto people's social media feeds and to the top of search engine results. The high volume of tweets associated with this campaign is also indicative of an effort to drown out real reason debate between humans and replace it with content that pushes fringe or extreme viewpoints into the mainstream. Hence, we are talking about it today on the show. (laughs) There's the impact of it. Ultimately, hijacking and derailing public discourse. That's the intent. This particular psychological operation also aimed to use issues like race and sexual orientation Mm -hmm, to widen existing divides and promote infighting within the progressive movement. Finally, AstroTurf social media campaigns like the Walk Away Movement aim to create manufactured consensus. This is the one that we see a lot of uh-huh. online where it's the group think. Manufactured consensus or illusion of popularity so that an idea or position without much public support appears more popular and mainstream than it actually is. Trump uses that trick all the time. Everybody knows. Everybody thinks so. Yep. These are phrases he uses commonly mm-hmm. to convince idiots that everybody knows such and so or that everybody thinks such and so. Right. So this hashtag is, I mean, when I was looking through, is the number two hashtag on Twitter when I was researching for this article, according to uh, Hamilton68, which is also uh, a website that's tracking Russian troll and Russian mm-hmm. bot activity. And so the, the, the number one... Uh, uh, result the number one hashtag that was being circulated on Twitter at the time was Syria. The second one was walk away. Interesting uh, dichotomy there between those two topics Syria, something specifically having to do with Vladimir Putin, right? <laughs> right? And that, I mean, that's a whole other let's let's talk about that for a second. We've got this upcoming yeah. summit with Vladimir Putin, and Trump is about to give away the store to Vladimir Putin in, in more uh-huh. ways than just one. The, the first one is we're now in danger of a president who is going to lift, summarily lift sanctions against all the sanctions that Donald Trump can lift against Russia. He is going to agree to lift those sanctions. Right. That's going to uh, be an some, outcome. Some will remain in place because uh, even this Congress voted to prevent him from touching yep. some of them. Yep. Uh, but, but he will do what he can, rest assured. But the really serious and possibly horrifying outcome of this uh, ass-kissing session, this uh, employee evaluation that Trump is going for with, uh, with Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, is that I think... I, you know, and I'm not 100% on this, but uh-huh. reading all the materials and, and understanding where Trump's head is right now, I think Donald Trump is going to recognize that Crimea is part of Russia now. Yeah. And if he does, yeah. And if he does, the real, I mean, it's not just about Crimea. Crimea. If Trump recognizes Crimea as a part of Russia, and validates Putin's incursion into Crimea and its annexing of Crimea, it's going to give Vladimir Putin the green light. And we've already seen Donald Trump weakening NATO. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Vladimir Putin, if he feels like he has the latitude from a pliable Donald Trump, is going to march into any number of Baltic states or Eastern Europe. Vladimir Putin is going to invade another nation 
is what I'm saying. Uh, if the Donald time Trump, is right, yeah. the time is right, the U.S. president is right. Uh, remember, and, and this is very important to remember, uh, that, that it was Putin who suggested to Trump in a telephone conversation yeah. that Trump withdraw American troops from South Korea. Right. Korea, a, a totally separate topic. Yep. It's also interesting to note that Kim Jong-un flew to Moscow to meet with Putin last week. Wow. Um, there's a lot of really, really scary shit going on. Yeah. Really, really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, th this is this is part of that. It was Putin's idea, and Trump took it up happily. Yeah. Uh, because he says it's expensive and it's provocative, which right. is something he may have heard North Korea say at some point. Yeah, yeah. And, and so now, on top of all of that, the Republicans went to, an entire Republican contingent of senators went to mm. Moscow yeah. and met with Russian officials officials including lavrov the asshole just, just just republicans no democrats that never happens until now yeah and and uh, no at any time no meeting with russian dissidents which always happens until now yep yep and so god only knows what kind of side agreements the Republican senators came up with while in Moscow? No, we don't even know what On the kind of, of July. Yeah, what kind of compromise was exposed to them to get them to be pliable when it comes to Russia? Right in advance of Trump potentially recognizing Crimea as part of Russia, and then Putin marching in to an Eastern European nation. Half of the Republican caucus is in Putin's pocket now, if not the entire Republican Party. So, they were in. They were in Moscow on July fourth, which, yeah. by the way was the same day uh, that that British couple was poisoned. Jesus uh, Christ. By, by the, you know, sure, the, it wasn't a direct attack. They, they found uh, uh, syringes or something that had been used to deliver mm -hmm. the agent that attacked uh, the two Russians uh, earlier this year. But, uh, you know, of all the, the worst timing in the world, the worst appearance in the world, and they do not care. They nope. do not care how it looks. Yep. Um, you know, and, and uh, no talk, uh, certainly, and there'll be none between Trump and Putin, and there was none between, uh, essentially, between Congress and uh, the Russians about Crimea or about election meddling or anything else. This is just a nice, cozy relationship. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Yeah, and more motivation to get everyone you know and get them together in a room and say, Jimmy, do you uh, do you have your voter registration card? Let me see it. Uh, Linda, do you have your voter registration card? Uh, let me see it. But by, by the way, I'm <laughs> I'm picking all Letterman names. These are all letter. <laughs> Jimmy and Linda are are just popular Letterman names. I think you know that already. Oh, don't forget Monty. Monty, that's right. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, P Boy, do you have your voter registration? Uh, okay. P Boy's got his voter registration lined up. That's good for P Boy. Uh, okay, so uh, a lot more to talk about on the post mortem show coming up. Uh, our first show back from break i think was a rousing success and you know what we got another wow. show tomorrow another show tomorrow an interview show talking wow. to john melendez on wednesday that should be dropping sometime later in the day eastern time i think i'm talking to john at around three o'clock eastern time I and i'll get the wait. show off congratulations yeah. congratulations on this show I, mean, I think it's really exciting thank you so much my friend all right so if you want to uh go go to our patreon page and listen to all of our bonus content or the brand new free uh interview show go to uh, bobseska.com and click the all caps patreon link just beneath the logo that'll take you to our patreon page where you can sign up to support the show for various tiers of support and for those various levels of support we give you all kinds of cool bonus content including the 
postmortem show, which is a little bit of a bonus show that we record right after this music is done playing, and we uh, we bring it to you every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, that's for five dollars a month. Five bucks a month gets you like I don't know at least two different shows extra every week. And uh, lots of uh, additional news and entertainment to go along with that. And plus, uh, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the uh, two postmortem shows plus the Friday after party where we're going to be talking to Kimberly Johnson about her uh, experiences uh, being the subject of a jihad. But the She's trouble, Bob. She's trouble. Watch out for her. I know. I need to step. I need to stay, like stay like an arm's length for Kimberly Johnson. I don't want to touch that. She's nuclear. She is toxic yes. right now. Um, I, I'm I'm joking, of course. Um, and at fifteen dollars a month, you get all that crap plus a uh, commercial-free version of this show. We take out all the commercials for you. Okay, uh, that's coming up next. See you over there, folks. Oh, Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com and also on iTunes and SoundCloud and all kinds of good places in between. Realmnetwork.com. Go and support Buzz Burbank News and Comment over there. Best hour of news you're ever going to hear all week. All right, that's it for the show. See you next time. Bye-bye.